welcome to the bonus part of this FYI episode on drive-in movie theaters, something that is near and dear to my heart. And as I said in the first part of the show, you need to put this on your bucket list. The bucket list is things that you want to do before you die. Yeah, sorry to be so morbid, but that's what we call it, a bucket list, because another way to say to die is to kick the bucket. I think in Spanish, estirar la pata, to kick the bucket. So if you have not been to a drive-in, you need to put it on your bucket list. And by the way, I just want to thank you guys again, because if you're listening to this, it's because you're a patron, and I really appreciate you and your support, and I hope you're enjoying our English adventure together. All right, well, let's uh, get into the second part of the show here. Now, we talked about drive-ins and how it was a very popular place. There was a huge boom. Boom, and it was very family-friendly, no, para familias. In fact, let's take a look at that. A lot of people say, oh, it's a familiar place. Be careful, because in English, if something is a familiar place, es un sitio que tú conoces. Familiar como re, eh, conocido. But a family place is a place like Disney World, right? Family-oriented. So be careful with family as an adjective versus familiar, okay? I've heard a lot of mistakes there. It's just family. It's a family activity, not familiar activity. And so what happened? When did drive-ins go from being wholesome family fun to being something that people weren't interested in anymore? In fact, as I said, they started to have a huge decline in the 1970s after this boom in the 50s. So what happened? What went wrong? Que falló? Well, the thing was, the way we consumed movies changed, along with many other factors. So, during the 1960s, drive-ins started to wane. To lose popularity is to wane because of the introduction of cable TV, VCRs, no, VHS. This, these came out in the 70s and 80s. So, right there, people were saying, well, I don't need to go. I can kind of watch a movie at home and make some popcorn. So that was, you know, these technologies, these breakthroughs affected this drive-in business. So it was a, a tough time because people were starting to spend more time at home. And plus movie theaters, normal movie theaters, indoor, las que están dentro, they started having these multiplex screens. So you could see 25 different movies uh, at the same place. All of these things led to uh, the decline of uh, drive-in attendance. Attendance is asistencia. Um, drive-in operators, they had to make ends meet. Llegar a fin de mes. We say to make ends meet. And they started showing exploitation films and pornography. They said, well, let's, let's see if we can get other people. You know, if these families are spending time at home now with their VHS and their cable TV and their MTV, well, Maybe we can get a different crowd, otro público. They did what they could, I mean, and it didn't work. It backfired. Salió por la culata. It backfired. And all of a sudden, in the 70s, drive-ins became like these seedy places. Seedy is disgusting, a place you don't want to go. 
And, well, this drove drive-ins to the brink of extinction. Now, that's funny. I just, I didn't do that on purpose. This drove drive-ins. The word drive is drive, drove, driven. But if something drives something, lo lleva ahí. No, lo lleva a la instinción. So it, it almost drove drive-ins to the brink of extinction. And the brink is the edge, el borde. And it was really tough because in 1990, the figures I have, las cifras, from 1990, there were, había, around 900 drive-ins in the U.S. Now, you're thinking, 900? That's a lot. What do you mean, Alberto? 900 drive-ins? It's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty big number. Yeah, but it, when you think about that, 10 years earlier, there were more than 2,100. So there were more than double the amount of drive-ins. So they were just dropping like flies. Nosotros decimos cayendo como moscas. And it was sad. In fact, there are many videos on YouTube that you guys can see. It's, it's sad because a lot of these drive-ins are abandoned. And I don't know, uh, at least for me, it evokes some kind of nostalgia in me when I see these drive-ins and I think of all the people who had their first kiss there or, you know, brought their family to go see Star Wars for the first time. You know, uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one who has very fond memories. We say fond memories. Fond son muy bonitos. I have fond and funny memories, and I'm going to share those with you a little bit later. Uh, I'm sharing the fond ones, but I have a, some funny stories as well. So, man, the drive-in, it seemed like it was the end for the drive-in. You know, people said, well, we're done with this. We got our VHS. We've got our MTV. We don't need it. But you know how things go. Life's a roller coaster. Ups, downs, and all kinds of things. And now, drive-ins are making a comeback. It's incredible. There's a resurgence, especially now in this post-COVID world. I think this, I mean, obviously the COVID thing was not good for anyone, really, but for drive-in movies, I think it could bring them back in a big way. They're starting to pop up all over the place. And really, you can get a drive-in movie that is like this huge, elaborate, you know, beautiful parking, a nice snack bar where you buy the refreshments. A snack bar is where you buy refreshments. Refreshments are, well... Things that you can buy, popcorn, soda, things like that. And you can have these big elaborate drive-ins, which I've seen, or you can just have a sheet and a projector. So that's the thing. You don't need a lot of money. You don't need uh, a lot of resources to set up your own drive-in. You know, if you don't want to go to a big one, you can put it on the back of your house or, you know, there are a million ideas. I've seen people do drive-ins on their roofs in Suazotea, in Madrid with a projector. So just the idea of drive-ins is gaining popularity again. And again, the post-COVID world, now people are saying, well, maybe, you know, we don't want to stop going to the movies, but maybe if we're in our cars, we'll feel, we'll feel a bit safer. Uh, this way we won't, you know, get sick or anything like that. And everybody will feel safer. We don't know if we actually are safer, but we feel safer. And that's a very important thing, perception. I have a feeling, I'm, I'm no expert, I'm no analyst, but I have a feeling, I have an inkling that drive-ins are going to be back and bigger than ever in this post-COVID world. And for me, 
That's thrilling. I love drive-ins. If you, if you can't tell, if you haven't noticed, si no habéis dado cuenta, I love drive-in movies. And I'm very lucky, too, because there's one in Madrid that opened up about a year or two ago. It's called Autocine. I, I, I made my wife, I think we've been three or four times. I'm like, we got to go. We got to go. She's like, okay. But uh, I have to say, everybody who has gone to a drive-in usually goes back because it is such a unique experience. And now we're seeing these spaces, because let's be honest, they're big spaces. Some drive-ins, you can park hundreds of cars. Now in the United States, they're not just organizing showings of movies, but Keith Urban, for example, the country singer, staged a concert at a drive-in, and it was to raise money, recaudar fondos, uh, for healthcare workers. So that's a good idea, too. Not just movies, but it can be a venue for concerts. You can have people watching the concert in their car or a DJ, as well as the movie. So I'm betting on the drive-in. Yo apuesto por el drive-in. All right, so let's take a look at some more things that we have to take a look at. Oh, I promised you guys I was going to tell you some funny stories. You've already heard a few of my fond memories, but some of my funny memories was, I remember one time, well, once, maybe twice, maybe ten times, maybe every time we went, uh, my friends and I would sneak in. This is a good word to write down, to sneak in. Entrar a escondidas. Because they would charge you per head. So I think it was like six bucks a head. You say por barba, nosotros decimos por cabeza. Six bucks a head. We couldn't afford it. No lo podíamos costear. Being young kids, we couldn't afford it. So what did we do? We would stuff like six of us into the, my friend's trunk. Okay. Now, trunk is something an elephant has, but also a car has a trunk. You say maletero. Now, that's another one the British call something different. In the States, we say trunk and they say the boot of the car. So I remember being squished, apretado, squished in the back of my friend's trunk with another five friends, all so we could get in for free. That's how cheap we were. <laughs> you couldn't breathe. And uh, and I remember, you know, my mom would say, she goes, did you sneak in? And I said, well, yeah. She goes, but I gave you money. And I said, well, yeah, I spent that money on refreshments. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's what kids do, you know. And now that I think about it, I'm like, well, that wasn't a good idea, you know, being squished in there. And I don't think we ever got caught. Thinking back, I don't think we've ever, we ever got caught. Que nunca nos pillaron. But I have such great memories, even though we were just teenagers being teenagers. I remember picnics there with friends. I remember being there with my whole family and looking at the stars and seeing movies. And uh, I, I remember seeing Austin Powers there. There's one, I'm very lucky, as I said, because there's one that has stayed open. Se ha mantenido abierto. It has stayed open throughout the years, which is just a hop, skip, and a jump. A hop, skip, and a jump is al ladito. A hop, skip, and a jump from my parents' house. So if you guys are ever in New York, let me know, and I'll recommend uh, the drive-in where I grew up and spent many, many nights <laughs> under the stars. And I remember, too, they had four screens, so pantallas or screens, and it was a double feature. 
So a double feature means that they show two movies. You know, and still, we still snuck in. Aún así entrábamos a escondidas. Oh, man. Great memories of uh, teenagers being teenagers. All right, so let's look at this verb to drive because a lot of people think drive, conducir. And yeah, I guess that's one use of it. But before, I didn't even mean to. Sin querer. It was unintended. And I said, it drove them... So to drive, if something drives something to the brink of extinction or something drives something to something, lo, lo lleva ahí, has nothing to do with a car in that sense. And what about this one? You're driving me crazy. So we need to know how to conjugate this verb. The verb is to drive. It's drive, drove, driven. And speaking of driven, a person who is driven, I love this adjective, is somebody who is very determined. If you are driven, you're a determined person, and you're going to work hard, and you're going to get what you want. So, the next time you see the word drive, I don't want you to just think about a car, okay? There's so many other uses. And another one, which I like what you call it in Spanish, you say autoservicio. In English, we call it a drive-through. It kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Drive-through. Because you start, and then you go through it. I, a lot of my students say, Alberto, what about that preposition through? When do we use through? And I call through the tunnel preposition. Why? Because, well, you got to go through something. You can't, if you don't go around it, you got to go through it. So I think of a tunnel. <laughs> hey, sometimes you got to apply some kind of logic to it. So we've got in the States, we've got drive-ins, autocines. We've got drive-throughs, autoservicios, and we've got drive-bys. Now, drive-bys are when people drive by, conducen por delante a algún sitio, y disparan. A drive-by shooting. Yeah, I know. And when I read about that in the news, it drives me crazy. See, I just used the word drive four or five times, and only one of them had to do with a car. Hmm. <laughs> All right, so before I mention to the concession stand, the concession stand or the snack bar where you could get soft drinks, refrescos. I don't think they sold beer, but I remember too, people would bring their own coolers. A cooler is una neverita. So I remember bringing coolers uh, with sandwiches, beers, iced tea, you know, whatever. And one of my favorite things, speaking of the snack bar or the concession stand, and I highly recommend you guys YouTube, uh, check out on YouTube, uh, concession stand or refreshments, drive-in, uh, snack bar ads, ad es anuncios. They are awesome. They, you want to talk about nostalgia. They're like, while you're here at the drive-in, well, bah-bah-bah. In fact, I think we can play a little clip of one. Let's play a little clip here. promise to satisfy your hunger, your thirst, your sweet tooth. So visit our refreshment center now. Let's go. Show starts in seven minutes. Now that's just a little clip. Remember, you can see these on YouTube and it's funny because they have little dancing popcorns. They're just, it just reminds me of an age of innocence too. Maybe that's, that's another reason I love it. I had some students ask me, Alberto, do we watch movies or do we see movies? And this is a really good question because if I'm at home, I, I'll say I'm going to watch a movie. 
I'm going to watch Indiana Jones. I'm going to watch Grease today. But if I'm going to the movies, I say I'm going to see a movie tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm going to see Maverick. Tomorrow. So both. It's a weird one. At least in the United States, that's where I come from. When I say I'm going to watch a movie, the first thing I'm thinking is, obviously, it's at home. And if you say, Alberto, you, you wouldn't say to me, Alberto, have you watched Maverick? Because if we're talking about the movies, have you seen Maverick? So it's an interesting one. Cuando lo vemos en el cine, it's to see, see a movie. I'm going to go see a movie. I'm going to go watch a movie implies at home, at least where I come from. And another way we say movie is a flick. I'm going to go see a flick. ¿O quieres uno más nativo? I'm going to go catch a flick. Say that one and you'll sound like an American. You want to catch a flick? ¿Quieres ver una película? And I know you guys are familiar with the word flick. You know that word. Netflix. Películas de internet. Yeah, but you're saying it's F-L-I-X? No, no, they just stylized it. So the singular is F-L-I-C-K. The plural is F-L-I-C-K-S. But it sounds like an X. Flicks. Netflix. Películas de internet. See, it was right in front of your face the whole time. And do you know why we call them flicks? Well, back in the day before digital movies, movies were shown on a projector. Let's pronounce that one together. No, it's projector. It's projector, right? They were shown on a projector. And when the reel, I think you say bobina, when the reel ended, what was the sound that the film would make? Flick, flick. Wait a second. Are you serious? Yes, my amigos, I am dead serious. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Makes sense, doesn't it? So if you want to sound totally American, say flick instead of movie. Now, another question I get from my students, what's the difference between a movie and a film? Same thing. I think film sounds more, you know, I don't know if you would call like Torrente a good film. That one would be more a movie. So I, I, I think of more artistic, even though it's the same thing and we're splitting hairs. To split hairs is we're looking at uh, semantics here, little details. We're splitting hairs. Um, but there, there's a little difference there, of course. It's funny. My grandfather called movies pictures. In his generation, which uh, he was uh, 20s, 30s, 40s, he had my mom in the 50s, so they called movies pictures. And believe it or not, it's related to what we call it now because the full name for a movie is a moving picture or, as we call them now, a motion picture. So what happened? Well, the old timers, los abuelillos, they took the word picture. So my grandfather would say, oh, I'm going to go see that new picture. If you say that today, you sound antiquated. In fact, a picture is something that you take with your camera. But we say the word movies, but it comes from moving pictures, movies. My generation calls them movies, but his generation called them pictures. And they lived through a, an era in film when it went from silent films to talkies. Los llamaban. Las películas donde se hablaba. Los primeros. They were called talkies. See, we're very logical English. <laughs> so, but it's funny how even that word has changed. Nobody ever says, I'm going to go see that new picture with the rock. No, it sounds, you'll sound like your grandpa. We call it a movie. 
And I'm going to teach you a couple more words before we get going. How do we say taquilla in English? Now, taquilla is a physical place, but it also is another way to say the movies. ¿Cómo va esto en taquilla? If you guys know HBO, are you familiar with HBO? Speaking of cable TV, HBO probably helped kill the drive-in movie theater back in the day. HBO stands for Home Box Office, Taquilla en Casa. So, interesting, right? Where you can buy your tickets at the box office. But also when we talk about movies, we'll say, oh, it's doing really well at the box office in Taquilla. And if you notice, the preposition I used is at the box office, okay? And the other one, which is a word that everybody knows as well, is the word blockbuster. Now, block is una manzana. So if a movie is a blockbuster, it's very popular. Why? Because there's a line of people around the block. La manzana está a reventar. It's a blockbuster. Now the word is synonymous with summer movies, it seems, or movies with a lot of explosions and CGI, right? CGI, the computer graphics, which are very common in movies these days. And I'm going to teach you one more idiom as we say goodbye, and I think it's very apropos. That's a wrap. Now, this is a very Hollywood movie kind of idiom, but we use it in everyday life. That's a wrap means nos vamos a casita, acabamos para hoy. That's a wrap, folks. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on drive-in movie theaters, and I hope I've inspired you to go to one or, who knows, maybe start your own in your backyard one day. Just remember, though, if you're going to see a movie, see it in English. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of FYI. Hang on, hang on. Bring that music back in. How could I forget about my amigos? Special thanks to Augusto Hernandez for the song, Souvenir. Also, my amigo Nacho for lending me his voice and expertise in editing. Now, the show is officially over. See you next week. Tengo que reconocer que pudo mi curiosidad hacer